Football fans, this is Jeff Power, senior writer for Real Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined once again by my coworker Curtis Guzman, and we're going to help you get ready for week 15 of the fantasy season. Yes, we are already in week 15. This means the first week of the playoffs for a lot of you out there, so good luck in all of your first round playoff games. Before I get to that interview with Curtis, though, I did want to mention that we're once again doing a shootout contest here at Real Time Fantasy Sports. It's called the Super Shootout. You can sign up for this contest on all of your league homepages. There's an icon right in the middle of the page. It says Super Shootout. Click on that link, and you can sign up for the game today. We're paying out 100% of the contest. So you sign up. you got a great chance to win. It pays out 30 spots. We limit it to 500 teams, so get in now, and it's 100% payback. You come in first place, you win $1,000. All you have to do is pick one simple lineup from three Sunday games. Any players you want, simple PPR scoring, the top teams win the cash in the contest. So go to rtsports.com, click on the Super Shootout link, and sign up today before it sells out, and it will sell out. All these past contests have sold out on our site. And now, here's my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. And I'm joined once again by Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. My co-worker has been on the show several times this season. Curtis, thanks so much for joining me once again in this crucial Week 15 of games, first week of the playoffs. Yeah, it's uh, getting the crunch time for, for most leagues, so it's exciting and busy time for us. Yeah, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about some topics of the week and give our usual hot, cold sleeper plays and waiver wire pickups, but also answer some emails and tweets that we get. And there's some tough questions this week, Curtis. I know we were just kind of talking about that, but, man, a lot of tough decisions for some of these fantasy owners. I think a lot of them are having a hard time because of some injuries of late. So we got some good questions, and I, and I hope everybody enjoys those answers and we can give some good ones to all our listeners. So, for the topics at hand, first of all, Curtis, so Carson Wentz, the story is now he has a broken vertebrae. They're going to assess him and see if he can play through the injury. But for me, I just don't see them risking it with him, their franchise quarterback. So I'm guessing he at least misses this week and probably the rest of the year. So from that perspective, how do you think this impacts that entire Eagles team from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't see them risking Carson Wentz. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for the rest of the players. I mean, it's already kind of been a nightmare, I feel like, for most of the pieces there. Um, you know, running backs, injuries, and, and rotations, and then the receiving situation. They've all been fairly inconsistent. So the only person who's really been solid this entire year has been tight end Zach Hurts. And um, going forward, I still think he's the only one I would really trust on the team. Um, he has, you know, has done great so far this season, and I think he you know, has high value, kind of has that safety valve for Nick Foles, assuming he steps in. But um, beyond that, you know, assuming Nick Foles is the is a starter going forward, I don't really like him either. At, at best, he's a desperate streaming option, in my opinion. I agree with that. I'm not sold on Foles helping fantasy teams. I know he played well for the Eagles last year, but from a fantasy perspective, just wasn't much of a big help, maybe worth a play in the spot matchup. But I agree with you as well about Ertz. I I don't see him being adversely affected by this situation. He'll get a lot of work with Nick Foles throwing him passes. And like you said, that entire team has been up and down all year from a fantasy perspective. And I, I expect more of the same going forward. So 
I would just prepare for that the rest of the way if you have any Eagles on your roster. The other big question of the week for me, uh, Curtis, I've been getting it a lot, are these backups for both San Diego and Kansas City. They're going to get a chance to most likely start Justin Jackson for San Diego. I know Gord's a game-time decision, but I think it's going to look like – it's looking like he's going to miss the game again. Then Damian Williams is going to get the start because Spencer Ware's doubtful for that game. So – these are two backups getting a chance to start. I just wanted to get your view. If you had to pick one of them, who do you like better out of those two in, in that matchup? And they're playing each other tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of close. They they obviously don't really have a lot of competition at this point in the backfield, so they should both get you know, a fair amount of opportunity. Um, for me, I'm leaning towards Damian Williams. I think there's just a little more upside there. Um, one, because he's in a just a better offense overall, more high-powered and efficient offense. And two, he's a little more capable as a receiver. Uh, I was kind of looking back at his past. Uh, in each of his four seasons with the Dolphins, he had, had at least 20 receptions every year, you know, and he, he saw limited time. He wasn't a full-time starter. So um, just because of that, I think I, I lean on Williams a little more, especially in PPR, PPR leagues, obviously. Um, you know, Justin Jackson may be capable in the passing game, but we haven't seen that yet, so I'm not I'm not trusting it. Yeah, I agree with you there. I haven't seen much from Jackson in terms of catching the ball, which hurts his value a little bit. Williams has been a good pass catcher in the past. That's been his role when he's gotten his chances, getting that uh, getting that chance to catch the ball. And he scored two touchdowns last week with his limited work, so I like his touchdown potential too. So I might favor him just a tad more as well. I really think it's a toss up play between the two personally. If you have a preference, I'd go with it, but. For me, I'd probably lean Williams as well. So let's get to the Week 15 waiver wire additions. Anybody out there, any players that uh, you think are good ads at this point of the year? I know it's I know it's first week of the playoffs, and you really want to roll with the guys you get, that got you here, but sometimes you have injuries facing you, so you might need to pick up someone. So who are some people out there you think could help in Week 15, Curtis? Yeah, two guys I'm looking at. Um, you know, like you said, I don't know if there are any more than bench options unless you're really hurting at this point. But, you know, at least, you know, kind of bulk up your bench, make sure you're okay and protected. Um, first guy, Broncos wide receiver, Deshaun Hamilton. Um, you know, I talked last week with the Broncos losing Emmanuel Sanders for the remainder of the season and kind of discussing how that impacts the rest of the Broncos as a whole. Uh, I think we were both kind of a little leery to pick out, you know, which – other receiver besides Corland Sun would benefit. Seems like maybe it's Hamilton. Uh, he stepped up last week, got seven receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. So, um, you know, could be worth an add. And then another person I like is Panthers tight end Ian Thomas. Uh, he, he's been good in Greg Olson's absence. Um, the past two games, he has 14 receptions for 123 yards. So if you look at the remaining games for the Panthers, they have uh, two games against the Saints and then the Falcons to wedge it in between there. So um, maybe some high-scoring games there. And, and, of course, that would mean a higher volume, higher workload for Thomas. Um, also, just kind of looking at the tight end injury report, five of the top 12 tight ends currently are are on team's injury report. So, you know, maybe if, if you're hurt in that situation, Thomas could be worth a mad. I like that Thomas call. I think he has some upside in that offense, a tight end-friendly offense. I have a Streamer quarterback, maybe if you need somebody. I like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's really been kind of under the radar this year, but he has multiple touchdowns five of the seven games he's played. He has two straight three touchdown games, 
multiple touchdowns every game since his return from injury. He's been pretty consistent all year, and I think he has value uh, as a streamer if you need somebody, uh, especially this week against Minnesota, a team that's kind of been up and down all over the place this year, reeling a little bit at times. So I think he's a good streaming play if you need a quarterback for Week 15. Another guy for me is Kenneth Dixon with the Ravens. He got his chances, uh, not a ton of chances the last two weeks, but he's he's gotten some work since his return from a knee injury. He had eight eight carries each of his last two games, found the end zone last week. Gus Edwards has kind of slowed down a little bit. So I think Dixon has some flex value in a run-heavy offense. I think he could end up getting a few more touches this week, and, and he should be a guy to consider for fantasy teams uh, down the stretch. So let's talk about our hot, cold, and sleeper plays for the week, Curtis. So week 15, hot plays. Who do you got, Curtis? Uh, two hot plays. First person, uh, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. They are on the road against the 49ers this week. Um, since coming off the bye in week seven, Russell Wilson's been averaging over 23 fantasy points a game. So he's uh, definitely bounced back from what was kind of a slow start in the season. Uh, he did struggle last week, but it was a very tough opponent against the Vikings defense. So 49ers much more friendly. They're ranked 21st right now in terms of um, points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. So um, you know, Seahawks excelled running the ball, but Wilson still found success for the air, especially with better pass protection, more time to find open receivers. So uh, like Russell Wilson, and I also like Browns running back Nick Chubb uh, at Denver Broncos. So um, just kind of digging into Chubb, um, he has very impressive advanced metrics in terms of broken tackles, yards after contact, this season, uh, yards after contact. Um, he has at least one touchdown each of his past five games, averaging over 22 fantasy points in that span. And he also shows ability as a receiver, something that's kind of surprised me, but he has at least three receptions in the past four games and two receiving touchdowns in that span. So it's it's kind of a Nick Chubb show at this point in terms of running backs there. He's doubling the snaps of Duke Johnson over the past four weeks, so I, I think he can continue and have another good matchup here. Yeah, Chubb's definitely been a huge fantasy factor the second half of the season. He's really playing some great football right now. I actually have a different Seahawk on my hot list. I have Chris Carson. really been a bright spot in this offense. I know he's had some injury issues, but when he's playing, he's done well. He has touchdowns three or four games, 80-plus total yards, three of those games as well. He has three 100-yard games for the season, and he's got double-digit fantasy points seven games. So he's been very consistent. As you mentioned, that offensive line is much better, really playing well. Been a big surprise to me. And I like Carson's chances for another big game this week against San Francisco. They're middle of pack against the rush, allowed more than 100 rushing yards three straight games. Another hot play for me is Bears receiver Allen Robinson kind of been up and down this year, hasn't been quite as consistent or as great as his fantasy owners has, have likely wanted. But even with that said, he has five receptions each of his last two games, at least five catches, three of five games. So he's getting a little more work lately. Mitchell Trubisky's back. I think that's a plus for him. He plays Green Bay this week. Good matchup for him. They allow the fourth most fantasy points to receivers, and they've allowed 22 passing touchdowns this season. So I like for Robinson to have a big game in week 15. Now on the flip side, how about some cold plays? Anybody you're avoiding this week, Curtis? Yeah, two people who um, definitely been pretty good contributors for most fantasy teams this year, but first guy, Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he faces the Dallas Cowboys this week, who have allowed the fewest points to opposing wide receivers 
Um, Hilton's been on a hot streak as of late. He's coming off a season high in receiving yards, been doing really well. But I mean, the Cowboys' defense has really just been devastating against opponents, it seems. So um, I, I struggle to trust Hilton in this particular matchup, especially since he doesn't really offer much in terms of being a red zone threat. Uh, threat. So, you know, probably maybe a flex play, I guess, depending on what you have on your bench. But I am where I don't know that he puts up his usual numbers. And same goes for a different wide receiver, uh, Mike Evans of the Buccaneers. Um, another tough matchup, he faces the Ravens. Um, we talked about the Ravens' defense a little bit last week. Good pass defense. They dominate in time of possession. Um, so, you know, Looking into Evans, despite his size, I've been surprised he hasn't seen a lot of red zone targets this year. Um, he only has one game with multiple red zone targets and six games with zero. So um, if he doesn't rack up the yards and the targets like he like he can, we know he can do that. But if he does, you know, he's not consistent in the red zone, doesn't get touchdowns. I'm, I'm concerned about Mike Evans. Yeah, Evans had touchdowns each of his first three games this year, but has just found the end zone twice after that. So like you said, he's really been on a cold streak when it comes to finding the end zone, a little bit of a concern. So I have a different, much like the hot play, I have a different uh, player on the same team for my cold play, Curtis. I have Marlon Mack as a cold play this week. He did find the end zone last week, which was good, but he ran 14 times for just 33 yards. He has fewer than 35 rushing yards each of his last two games. He has really cooled some of the tougher matchups. He's excelled in favorable matchups, but when he plays those tough teams, defensively against the rush. He has not done well, and he plays the Cowboys this week. They've really been great defensively lately. They allow the seventh fewest fantasy points to running backs, and they're third overall against the run this year, allowing just 86.8 rushing yards per game. So I might steer clear Mac in this one. And I have a surprising one on my cold list, Aaron Rodgers. I know it might surprise some, but the numbers just don't lie right now. He's really struggled for his standards especially in recent weeks. He has fewer than 200 passing yards, two of three games, just four passing touchdowns in those three games, and he has not had a three-touchdown game since week five. Might be surprising to some, but he has not found the end zone uh, with three touchdown passes since week five. So that's really, really down for Aaron Rodgers. And he plays the Bears this week. We saw what they did last week to the Rams, just completely shut them down. They allowed the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this year and their 10th overall against the pass. So for me, if you have better options at quarterback, I would highly consider benching Aaron Rodgers in week 15. I know it's hard to do when it comes to the fantasy playoffs, but sometimes you just got to know when to bench those studs, and it might be a time to bench Rodgers in week 15. How about a couple sleepers now, Curtis? Anybody out there that you think could do well that might be maybe flying under the radar a little bit? First guy I have, um, Bill's running back, Chris Ivory. Uh, this is going to be dependent on Marshawn McCoy's status going forward. You know, obviously if McCoy goes, then Ivory's position on the team hurt, has hurt a little bit. But uh, didn't sound like McCoy practiced yesterday. Early indications are saying that he did practice today, although I don't know in what capacity yet. Um, you know, if McCoy doesn't go, I like Ivory against the Lions. They've allowed the ninth, ninth most points to opposing running backs. Um, the Bills overall have just leaned heavily on the rushing attacks, and so rookie quarterback Josh Allen's been starting. So it's an inviting matchup. I think he could, Ivory could be a decent flex play this week. Uh, another guy who you know has been up and down, certainly got a lot of attention when he was traded, but 
Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon. Um, Double-digit fantasy points in each of the past, past five weeks. So he seems to have surpassed Chris Hogan on the depth chart now, pretty much the number two wide receiver, um, averaging over 76 air yards a game. So basically indicating he's a, you know still a really good vertical threat. He only needs one or two big plays to have significant fantasy value. So Steelers, they're kind of reeling right now. They're three straight losses. This could be a high-scoring affair. I think Josh Gordon has potential for a big game. So I, a couple sleepers for me. I have a quarterback, Derek Carr of the Raiders. A little bit surprising to me that he's done as well as he has without a true number one receiver since they traded Amari Cooper. He's actually played maybe better without Cooper in the lineup. Kind of surprising. But he threw for 322 yards and two touchdowns last week. He has multiple touchdowns three or four games. I think he's set up for another good game this week, more multiple touchdowns against the Bengals. Cincinnati's just 29th against the pass, and they allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I think Carr's definitely a guy I would consider streaming in Week 15 in this prime matchup against the Bengals. And you talked about this guy on the waiver wire list. I have him as a sleeper this week, Ian Thomas of the Panthers. The tight end, like you said, the position's a little bit beat up right now, so you could be looking for someone. I like him a lot this week. He's getting a start because Greg Olson's hurt. He actually led the Panthers in receiving last week, caught nine passes for 77 yards on 11 targets. He has 14 receptions his last two games with the more work with Olsen out. The tight end friendly offense. He plays the Bucks this week. They're just 27th overall against the pass. So I think Thomas is a good play for fantasy teams in this one. So now, let's, Curtis, let's get to some questions. As always, if you ever have any questions, you can shoot them to me. It's uh, Jeff at rtsports.com. That's my email address or you can follow me on twitter my handles at jeff power p-a-u-r so if you ever have any questions shoot my way i usually get to them I've gotten a lot this week we've got some good ones this week curtis i hope you're ready for them i'll start with dan he says he has a few concerns heading into his second week of the playoffs quarterback situation he has rogers trubisky and he just picked up Carr. says he likes Carr, but he has a hard time benching rogers the the Chicago defense scares him a little. So that's his first question. What do you think about that quarterback quarterback situation? Who do you go with? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I think it's tough. Um, with, in terms of Mitch Trubisky, uh, I think he's a little too matchup dependent. Uh, looked it up against defenses that ranked in the top 12 for supposing QBs. He only averages about 14, 15 fantasy points a game. And in terms of teams that rank 15th or lower using the same metric, he averages over 31 fantasy points a game. So it's very night and day depending on his matchup. I don't like Trubisky. Uh, and you really, you know, hit on it already with the other two. You know, Rodgers is a cold play, very tough matchup against the Chicago Bears defense. They scare me a lot. And while Derek Carr is, you know, definitely got off to a slow start this season, he might be turning the corner. I think I – probably pick Carr because he has such a friendly matchup this week, personally. Yeah, it's scary to play Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers, but I I think I'm doing it this week. 24-plus points, fantasy points, two straight games, plays the Bengals, allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I actually think I might go that way. A little surprising, but that's the way I I look at this one. And Dan had another question. He says that running back, he had uh, Gurley, Henry, Coleman, Tevin Coleman, Adrian Peterson, Justin Jackson, and he can start three of them. So he says Gurley's no-brainer, but the rest of them scare him. So who do you like with the rest of those guys for his other two running backs? 
For me, uh, Kevin Coleman's been inconsistent all season, only two games over 100 scrimmage yards, so I think he's out. Um, it really kind of narrows it down, you know, for the three then, Henry Peterson-Jackson. It's tough. Um, I talked about our concerns with Justin Jackson in the passing game, and this might be a high-scoring affair on the road at Arrowhead, so that's a little concerning to me. Um, because of that, I'm, I'm probably going with Adrian Peterson and Derrick Henry. Um, you know, the Redskins, they're on their basically fourth-string quarterback, which is a little concerning, but that, you know, to me, logically, I think they would try to run the ball as much as possible, which would give Peterson plenty of opportunity. And then Derrick Henry absolutely went off last week. No, he's not going to be racking up uh, 40 fantasy points every week, but uh, he obviously opened some eyes and, and certainly should have earned himself some, some more looks and carries against a pretty soft matchup against the Giants, so... I'm probably going with Henry and Peterson out of the other uh, four besides Curly. Yeah, that's a tough call for me as well. I actually might go Henry and Jackson. I just don't have a lot of faith in Peterson because defenses are just daring that team to throw the ball because of their quarterback situation. But I could definitely see starting Peterson over Jackson. I just give I give Jackson the edge here. I kind of like his total yardage potential. I think he'll get some chances to catch the ball this week. And Henry, I have no faith in him at all because of his track record this year actually last week was the first game all year he had more than 60 rushing yards in the game so he went off so I guess you got to stick with the hot guy but I really I wouldn't be surprised if he lays an egg but I think you got to go with him after that huge game last week next question Curtis comes from John he says pick four and this is from Stefan Diggs to Lindsay Aaron Jones DJ Moore and Julian Edelman which four do you like out of that group so you just got to bench one of those guys so I'm probably benching um, Aaron Jones. Philip Lindsay, no-brainer for me. He's really good this season. Six touchdowns in the past four games. Great matchup against the Browns. Um, at face value, typically, it's, you know, I think DJ Moore ranks last between the five, but for him specifically, he has another great matchup against the Saints. They allow the most points to opposing wide receivers. And then Julian Edelman is averaging nearly 17 fantasy points a game, nine targets. So very consistent, reliable option. Um, just based on the matchup, you know, we talked about it with Aaron Rodgers and the Bears defense is tough overall also against the run. So I, I probably don't like Aaron Jones much between the four. Yeah, this is a tough call for me as well. I, I actually agree with what you said that on paper more probably looks like the worst of these five and I think that's who I might bench even though he has eight targets each of his last four games and a good matchup I just I'm not sure if the ceiling is quite as high as the other options here but I think it's between Moore and Jones but I might lean more but it's a close call next question comes from Thomas he has a defensive question he says which defense should he start out of Denver or Seattle uh so Broncos have the Browns this week um Browns have actually started to show a little life on offense. They got four wins in their past um, what, past five games, I believe, and they're averaging 25 points a game during that span. So um, for me, I would go with the Seahawks at the 49ers. 49ers haven't scored more than 16 points in the past three games, and just in the meeting two weeks ago, actually, Seahawks played the 49ers, and they handled them pretty easily, 43-16. to 16. So... Um, Kind of going with the matchup there. I like the Seahawks a little better. 
I agree with that. I go with the Seahawks as well for the reasons you stated. And Thomas had another question. He said he needs one from this list to start, and his options are Mark Ingram, Marlon Mack, or Allen Robinson. Which one do you like out of those three? Yeah, this one was tough. I mean, they all have their kind of potential pitfall. Um, Mack and Ingram both have some tough matchups, and we talked about Robinson earlier being a little up and down all year. So um, kind of going against you, um, in this case, probably going with Mack. Just for me, I like the potential for the workload out of all three. You know, he gets about 14, 15 touches a game. Um, it is a tough matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, but they are slightly more generous turning backs versus receivers. Um, but it, it's close between Mack and Robinson. Mark Ingram is probably the last option for me out of three. Yeah, I like your reasoning to use Mack here because he probably will get the most touches. But for the reasons I stated earlier, I actually might lean Robinson. I think he has a high ceiling in this one. He has five receptions each of the last two games. Plays the Packers, a lot of the fourth most fantasy points to receivers. So that's the route I might go in this one. And now this is the one I think is the toughest question that we've gotten this week, although they've all been pretty tough. This is what Seth asks. At running back, he has Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Sony Michelle, James White, Melvin Gordon, and both of Gordon's backups. And he needs to start three of these guys. This is a tough one. Who do you like out of those three? Who do you like uh, for the three backs to use? Yeah, it is tough. Um, I mean, basically, you know, you're talking about Chargers running backs, Saints running backs, Patriots running backs. Um, Melvin Gordon. Like we said, doubtful. Austin Eckler is actually officially ruled out. So only Justin Jackson, you know, out of that group. Um, you know, again, I'm just a little concerned about the receiving limitations. I'm not sure yet. Uh, Saints, you know, you have Kamara, who's slowed down a little bit in the second half of the season, but he still sees carries. Um, biggest concern there is he only has one touchdown in the past four games. Um Mark Ingram averages 12 carries a game since his return from suspension. So, you know, and also could vulture a touchdown. Um, I don't know. It's tough, you know, going in the Patriots, running backs. Tony Michelle slowed down a little bit, held to 63 rushing yards or less in the past few games. Doesn't offer a lot of receiving. James White does offer more receiving, but you just wonder how many touches and how much work he gets. So, <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, for me, I, my argument would be um, probably Kamara, Ingram, and White out of the three. Um, but I can see you maybe swapping out Michelle and Ingram too. My question actually to you is, you know, do you kind of maybe steer on the side of caution and pick teammates just so you're protecting yourself, you know, maybe from touchdown vultures or – I don't know. I was definitely curious to get your thoughts because I think it's it's very close between all of them. Yeah, that's a tough call with the teammates. I mean, if you know it's going to be a high-scoring game, I think you can maybe err on the side of caution, especially with the two Saints backs. But for me, I think I just – I go with Kamara and White and Jackson. That's the way I look at it. Uh, Michelle just – he scares me. He's just not catching the ball at all right now. And that Steelers game, Steelers-Patriots game, could be high-scoring, a lot of passing involved. So – I'm hoping White can rebound this week from his poor performance in the passing game last week. I think he should get a lot more targets in this one, so I might go with him. I favor him over Michelle right now. I just don't have a lot of confidence in Michelle. And plus, Steelers have actually done pretty well against the run this year. I don't have their numbers ahead of me, but I'm pretty sure they're top 10 defensively against the run right now. So 
they could have a tough time running the ball, New England, in that one. And and Jackson, as I mentioned earlier, I just I kind of like him. Doesn't have much competition in this one. He's going to get his chance to be a three-down back, like like we've mentioned before. Though we haven't seen him catch the ball much, but he should get his chances in this one. And if he does well, he has a pretty high ceiling. So that's that's why I go with Jackson. I, I kind of like his ceiling. So I, I go with Kamara White and Jackson. That's the way I look at it right now. Curtis, great stuff this week. We had a lot of questions. We gave our listeners a lot of great advice for Week 15 with all our sleeper, hot, cold, and uh, waiver wire suggestions for this week. A lot of good stuff on the podcast. Appreciate you coming on. As always, we will have to do it again sometime soon. Absolutely. Sounds good, Jeff. And that was my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. I want to thank Curtis for doing a great job on the podcast once again. And I want to wish all of you the best of luck in Week 15 of your fantasy season. This has been Jeff Power for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone.